this is Keith Jackson as we feature the University of California Golden Bear here in Strawberry Canyon at Berkeley, California. Here's Skip driving, spinning, putting it out and in! My gracious! Here comes Deshaun, shake and bake. Can he beat the second? Dancing off to the right! Look at this guy! The wizard of returns! And to the basket, Jalen Brown! With an emphatic exclamation point! Hey, we're here. Former Cal defensive tackle and longtime NFL uh, defensive lineman and linebacker. Um, and what else have you played? <laughs> played a little bit of guard, a little bit of fullback, uh, defensive end, special teams. Uh, you know, I've had a unique career as far as uh, the positions that I've played and, and the weight that I've, I've had to lose over the period of my career. So, boy, you've really remade yourself. So I didn't even get your name, Lorenzo Alexander. Lorenzo, it's great to talk with you. Cal fans have been following your career with lots of interest, and that's all the way back from before you committed to Cal. You were one of Cal's biggest commitments in the, the early 2000s, really of the decade, when you decided to stay home and, and play local for the Bears. Can you talk a little bit about how you got into football and um, how you found your way to Cal? You, you got started in football a little yeah. late, right? Right, yeah, I didn't play until I was in high school, but that was mainly because California had a uh, a weight limit, and I was like eight years old, and I would have had to play with 12-year-old boys, and uh, my mom wasn't having any of that <laughs> at all, you know, just to make sure that I was safe, and uh, obviously that's a big age difference when you talk about 12 and eight-year-old sure. boys playing football, but, you know, I found other ways. I mean, I played basketball and baseball, and anytime I could sneak down to the local park and, and play with the kids in the neighborhood, um, I, I was always trying to play football, and you know, being the youngest, I think that helped me, you know, create that uh, that toughness early on. Uh, just trying to keep up and compete with those guys. But um, my uncle Stephen Moore has been a a local football coach for, I mean, ever since I can remember. I think he started getting into coaching probably right around when I was born. Um, he's coached at St. Mary's, uh, McClymans, and now I think he's over at Incidale. And so. Um, I've always been around the game. Uh, Dan Shaughnessy is another barrier legend, a uh, football coach. And, uh, him and my uncle got me in love with the game at an early age. I was always in the locker room up at St. Mary's, and so I always wanted to play the game. And as I grew up, uh, obviously, um, really uh, interested and in followed the Cal Bears and followed Stanford, all the local teams. And it was really a privilege to be able to go there. It was a place that my grandfather had always wanted me to go, even at a young age. He passed probably when I was six or eight, somewhere in that, that age range. And so it was almost predestined for me to go to Cal and uh, had a really great opportunity um, there and, and experience while I played there. Did you get a chance to go to any games as a kid? No, I did not. You know, I was so busy uh, ripping and running and, and doing AAU basketball and having my own things i never really got an opportunity to play and then in high school uh we played on saturdays so it was uh you know 
extremely hard to ever try to find time to be able to make it up there to see a game. Sure. How interesting was it for you to take that official visit to Cal and kind of see it from the inside after growing up right in the shadows of the, the university? Yeah, it was definitely eye-opening and, um, and a cool experience. And uh, one of the other reasons why I really had a great visit, uh, Andre Carter was uh, had been my mentor in some ways. We had trained with the same trainer. And so to be able to get up there, obviously hang out with him, see what the school was all about. Obviously, the academic speaks for itself. Um, I just really fell in love with the place. The, uh, the guys had a real tight-knit uh, family atmosphere going on, and uh, obviously it was close, close to home, and so it was a no-brainer for me uh, to commit to Cal. Who were some of the guys that you were closest with at Cal, and who have you stayed in touch with over the years? Wow. Uh, I mean, Tosh Lupoy, Tom Subercheck, Chase Lyman, uh, Wendell Hunter, Donnie McCleskey, uh, man, you're making me go way back in the archives. Uh, <laughs> uh, J.J. Arrington, Brandon Meebane, uh, Marshawn Lynch, uh, Aaron Rodgers, um, you know, uh, Jeff MacArthur, uh, Jonathan McConan. I can go on and on as far as the guys I had an opportunity to play with. We had some pretty good teams, especially uh, towards the end of my tenure there. And, uh, you know, guys like Brandon Meebane, who I was roommates with and uh, played in the league, so I've gotten to uh, keep in contact with him. Um, um, Donnie McCleskey, uh, JJ, I've kept in contact with Aaron. Obviously, I see from time to time competing against him throughout the years. Um, Tom Severchek, Tosh Lupoy, because he's still in the coaching. So it, it, I've done a pretty good job, I think, as far as keeping up with the guys that I played with, and especially the guys that made it to the NHL. Um, you know, Justin Forsett is another guy that comes to mind um, that I've had a, uh, a chance to kind of continue to kind of hang out with and watch our families grow, especially with. Uh, the ability of, of uh, kind of keeping in contact with uh, social media, whether it's Facebook, Instagram, or Twitter. That's got to be a lot of fun seeing your teammates get married and have kids and, and uh, expand their families over the years. Yeah, I mean, you know, we were kids ourselves back then. Yeah. Just to kind of see everybody mature, grow up, and have families of their own. It's, yeah. it's a real cool experience just to see how, much, how different people have grown and how big our kids are. I mean, some of us have kids in, in <laughs> high school and um, and so it's just really cool to see everybody at their different stages of life. Do you have a favorite memory or two from your time at Cal? Wow, well, uh, I would say the, probably the one that just popped in my mind was triple overtime, beating SC at home. Um, that was the, probably the coolest football uh, moment um, that I can remember. And uh, outside of that, I think that's probably the top one. Yeah, I mean, it was just great to be able to beat them. Obviously, they were... Uh, you know, national championship caliber uh, team back then, and so to be able to knock them off would be a pretty cool experience. What um, what was it like being involved with the turnaround process from going from a, sort of a dreadful situation to one of the top teams in the country? What was it like being a part of building something like that? Um, it was it was it was really cool because my first year there, we were one and eleven and had to play in that dreadful game. Uh, you know, obviously <laughs> after the. The tragic uh, incident we had on 9-11, yeah. we were playing Rutgers yeah. after Thanksgiving or during Thanksgiving, which sucked. Um, to, you know, turning around, uh, really being, a, uh, I think we finished top five. and Should have been in that Rose Bowl, and, and I'll still hate Texas and Matt Brown. Um, <laughs> you and every guy, Cal fan. And everybody, yeah, everybody <laughs> I see that I know that plays for Texas, I give them a hard time about that. Yeah. Um, but it was just cool. You know, Tedford came in. Um, he had a vision and a plan for the team. Um, hold the rope was kind of our mantra, and guys bought into that. And, uh, you know, he believed in us, and he had a great scheme in the system, brought us some great talent, some great coaches as well. Uh, Ken Delgado was one of the 
Uh, I think the foundational pieces of me being able to sustain um, in the NFL, just from a mental standpoint, all the things that he used to do with us um, as a football coach to prepare us just for the grind uh, of the game and, and really how to be a man. And so having people like that, J.D. Williams, um, it was just a, a great group of coaches uh, up there that really helped us, uh, you know, kind of just turn it around and take it to the top. It was a special time for Cal fans, too. They were just so longing for a winner. They had a taste of it in 91 right. with the Citrus Bowl team, and things just kind of went sideways for a while. Yeah, but it's yeah, great it was crazy. To it went from, you know, Seagulls in the third and fourth quarter to, you know, almost standing room only uh, by the time I left. So, I mean, it, it was obviously a, just a great time yeah so um justin wilcox was a young linebackers coach at, at that yeah. point in time um what were your impressions of him early on and and what are your thoughts about him as the head coach of the program the last few years yeah obviously when i was there i was a defensive lineman but my interactions i always loved justin i mean he had a young uh, coaching staff and so it was kind of cool to, to be around a guy that was you know closer in age could relate to you um, you know, talk to the guys even going back then. You know, he was a great student of the game, uh, a great teacher. Um, and so it's, it's really been cool to see him come back and really restore Cal football, especially our defense. Uh, because for me, for so many years, it was uh, it was almost sickening to watch <laughs> us lose games 50 to 49. Yeah. And so uh, with him coming back and really wanting to be at Cal and really want to build Cal and bringing guys um, to really to compete. Um, it's really been a joy to watch. And I'm, I'm excited for uh, the continuation of what he's been able to develop. And, you know, he's, he's brought some guys back that obviously was playing with me, uh, Burl Toler being one of the guys. And so it's really cool to kind of watch them and, and watch bringing some of that old school flavor to this to this young team. How has he and the staff been with outreach to you, former players? It's been great. Um, I think that's probably one of the biggest things that I've enjoyed um, with the transition is just uh, the welcoming uh, former players in to come up their train, uh, trying to get us back involved. Obviously, Tarek Lynn is one of the uh, player development um, advisors up there and trying to make sure that he brings guys back that have been, become successful, whether you're in NFL or not, to speak to the young men and, and help them, encourage them and help them grow. So uh, it's really been cool to kind of see that, uh, that transition as far as filling out uh, not a part of the program to now feeling included as far as what's going on. Yeah. So speaking of the academic side, there's been a, a pretty strong emphasis in the last few years about bringing guys back that fell a semester or two short of graduating. And there's been several that have uh, have ended up com completing their degree well after their playing time. Do you Are you in touch with any of your old teammates that you know have gone through that process? Yeah, I know Tully Banikane did it a while ago, as well as uh, J.J. Arrington. Um, so I know both of those guys came back and finished it. Um, Obviously, it's a huge because both those guys have kids, and that's probably one of the biggest things that you just want to be an example uh, to your children as far as going to college, graduating, and uh, really setting yourself up uh, just to open up multiple doors and, and to be successful in life. And so I know both of those guys uh, took advantage of that program and were, were very excited uh, once they were able to um, achieve their degree. So talk about your transition to the NFL, um, where you started, um, what position you started, what the experience was like initially going from college to pros. Uh, it was shocking all for me. Um, you know, I was a, a D-tackle when I first came out. I went undrafted, and so it was kind of a, a, a humbling experience in a sense because, uh, you know, majority of guys that make it to the, to the NFL, you were – 
the man, a leader, um, a playmaker on, on, on whatever team you came from. And so to have to take several steps back um, really humbled me. I mean, I got cut my first couple of years, and so had to figure out what I needed to do to really take my game to the next level. So it was definitely a hard um, transition, especially uh, mentally, uh, because of what I just explained, having to deal with eating that humble pie and, and knowing that you're not as, as good as you thought you were. Um, and just having a you know an uphill battle, and it was great for me in the sense that I had some great teammates: uh, Steve Smith, uh, Dan Morgan, um, players at Carolina that were uh, great veterans that really showed me how to be a pro and and the things that I needed to do. And and, and they didn't have to say a lot of words; it's more just watching them and how they went about their business. So it took a little bit of time for me. It took several position changes, took me, you know, losing a lot of weight over my time, but, uh, I found a way, you know, as far as being like a utility, a utility player, um, playing multiple positions and especially special teams, uh, just to really help my team out any way we need it. You know, if a guy went down, you know, I could play O-line or defensive end or play outside or inside linebacker over the time. And so that was kind of my role and uh, etched that out for myself and was able to make a 15-year career out of it. Talk a little bit about that transition where you, you lost the weight and you ended up settling in right. a linebacker and really having an impact there. That was kind of mind-blowing to a lot of people. You were, yeah. a, you were a big guy, a, a big run stuffer up the middle, and, and all of a sudden you're a, a, a nimble, quick linebacker out there making plays. Yeah, it was just a, it was a natural I got a progression more out of, I guess, I had to because um, they kept switching me up, you know. And, and for me, I took that as coaches saw something in me and they wanted to try me out in multiple positions. And so anytime they switched me, uh, in order to play it at a high level, um, I had to lose, you know, 15 pounds in the offseason or 20 pounds in the offseason. And, and what was cool for me that it was uh, over a period of time. It's not like I had to do it all at once. So as far as I moved from the ball, uh, the more weight loss I, I – I had, and so I started a D tackle, the defensive end, and then outside linebacker, then inside linebacker, and all of the while I'm playing special teams. And so each year as they switched, I felt like I needed to lose, you know, 15 to 20 pounds in order to play the position at a high level. And it, I, I, it's hard to do, but for me, I, you know, my the drive to play in the NFL and stay around and, and uh, still and be relevant and be productive and, and be the best is really what drove. You know that, so it really wasn't hard. You know, just getting with my trainers, eating better, living better. Um, I think getting married really helped me do that as well. Maturing, knowing that now I had to provide for my wife and my kids, um, and so I had a lot of things going in my favor um, to help me achieve uh, that transition. And then I had some great coaches and players from uh, Danny Smith to Mike Sellers with the Redskins, London uh, Fletcher. Um, Chris Samuels. I played with a lot of uh, great guys that when I was in their position group, even though I was like a rotational player, spot player, they took time out to really pour into me, uh, teach me techniques, give me some tidbits because they knew that I, I was going to be out there. And so uh, those guys really went out of their way to really help me develop uh, the necessary school, uh, skill set to be able to bounce around and uh, do it well. Well, the cool thing is you didn't eat your way from linebacker to defensive line. You did the opposite. <laughs> so you, you've kind of made a good life transition in the process, too, now that you're uh, yeah. done playing ball. Yeah, yeah, it's been great. I mean, you know, earlier on, my knees used to bother me, headaches, uh, you know, lower back. And so I've been on the bench just this past week because I just got done with the season. But, uh, <laughs> 
it's great to be lighter and uh, be fit. And I definitely don't want to go back the other way. Um, and so, you know, I'll continue to work out, continue a good regimen um, because I've trained my entire life and I'll be foolish to kind of just stop now and you know, let all that hard work kind of go to waste. So definitely want to stay fit, you know, be able to play with my kids, look good for my wife and just and uh, live a high quality of life. Yeah, your your wife will definitely keep you in shape if you start to laugh, huh? <laughs> so you seem to be a real family man. Can you talk a little bit about your family, how you met your wife when you got married, how many kids you yeah. have? Yeah, actually, uh, you know, uh, Andre Carter, also a former bear, uh, him and his wife uh, introduced uh, me and my wife at Easter back in 2007. And uh, we got married shortly after in January 2008. Uh, we had a daughter already. Uh, she, um, she was, how old was she at the time? She was 11. And so that's our oldest, and she's 24 now, and mm -hmm. my oldest daughter, and then second oldest daughter is Zoe, who's 11, Mason is 9, and uh, Miles is 5, and my oldest is 20, uh, Vanessa, I forgot to say her name. And so uh, we have four kids, uh, we've been married for 11 years now, and it's been, you know, a blessing. And like I said, it's the best thing that's ever ha happened to me as far as helping me mature, give me great, more perspective on what's important in life, is when it comes to your legacy, and... Um, it's, it's, it's fun. You know, we have a busy life. You know, I just, just came from basketball practice, uh, with my five-year-old. Uh, um, so we're always ripping and running, doing something. And, uh, it's, it's been great. And so now that's, was really the main reason why I decided to retire was because of them wanting to be more involved, um, and what they have going on, be able to invest time, um, and really just watch them grow, um, because it happens so fast. And I think having my, my older daughter really, gave me a pr appreciation uh, because when we, when we got married, she was like in the fifth grade and it seems like yesterday she was there and now she's a graduate at Grand Canyon University out in Phoenix. And so it just flies by and I didn't want to continue to miss time because I wanted to play ball and be selfish and, and just live out my dream. But now it's time for me to, you know, really play a, um, um, a, a supplemental role as far as their life along with my wife, just helping them grow and invested in them. And then obviously, creating experiences and, and um, really enjoying what me and my wife have been able to create financially, you know, taking trips, enjoying each other, spending time, um, instead of always having to work and get massages and grind and, you know, training camp and OTAs in the season, which is so draining, and she's done such a great job of making that sacrifice for me over these last 12 seasons. Now's the fun part, huh? Yeah, now's the fun part. You know, obviously I'll still work, but... Now it's really on my terms as far as what I want to do. A little broadcasting, obviously still serving the community, uh, but that stuff will be uh, based around what my kids and me and my wife have planned as far as what we want to do in life. Now, are you living in Arizona currently? Yeah, yeah. So we live in the Phoenix area. Uh, played there for a couple of seasons and really loved it. You know, great cost of living, great weather. And then it's like a belt or uh, a destination for NFL players. So you still get that locker room sense and i have a lot of friends out there that decided to call that home that i had a chance to play with that's great are you gonna spend a little bit more time in the bay area too um yeah i'll definitely come back out um obviously with the free time i'll be able to come to a couple of the games you know homecoming uh, i know the last couple of years Tar glenn has been trying to get me to come out and speak to the team and, and do different things like that with the alumni association so i'll definitely be engaged uh, much more heavily on that front, um, as well as doing some things with my, my own foundation um, in Oakland. Great. See, so you mentioned uh, being at your son's practice. Um, are you going to be doing a little bit more in the, the coaching arena, too? Oh, most definitely. Um, you know, I, I coached a lot even when I was here. 
um, after practice, but I'll, I'll actually be able to get out there and actually um, uh, get involved. You know, when you're in the middle of the season, it's hard to go dribble a basketball or go jump around or run with them uh, just because you're sore. So just it'll just look a little bit different. Um, just be more involved in the actual practice by helping the coaches out do physical stuff. Awesome. Well, congrats again on a great career. You've got a lot to be proud of, and you've made Cal fans real proud, too. We'll be looking forward to see how you uh, move on with this adventure in life in the coming years. I appreciate you, brother.